0: Now it's time for a breakdown.
1: Thank you, Nick. Nick.
0: You're listening to Gap to
1: Gap, brought to you by The Breakdown. Three two. Double drilled deep to left field. Going back, choice. Looking up. See ya. Three thousand history with an exclamation point. Back to fall.
0: Episode number seventy-five. He's seven. I'm Tommy, and I, we are, in the words of Bernie Sanders, we are once again, paraphrasing, going through it. uh <laughs> Seven, how are you, my friend?
1: Joking <coughs> on my fucking. Oh, that's coffee. great.
0: That's 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 just great audio content. Is that is that the cocoa?
1: No, 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 that's the coffee. But it's a, it's a good day for, for hot cocoa. It's fucking snowing right now in Boston. You got blitzed with like two feet of snow it looks like.
0: Oh jeez, we got that a couple weeks ago here in Cleveland. Uh we got like three inches last night. Um so it actually wasn't wasn't terrible, but nice little dusting before Christmas.
1: Yeah, this is not a dusting, this is like Santa just force fucked the whole northeast. <laughs>
0: Uh, we got three inches and it snowed a little bit too, um. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we're back after a week off. Uh, again, we want to apologize for the inconsistencies. Like I said, we, we we've we've got some personal stuff going right now, and and now we're we're back in back in the saddle and back making content, um, and, and back with my team switching things up. The Indians have committed to changing the name. Uh, of the organization they said it will not be tribe or cleveland baseball team Uh, that is all they've released right now they said that they will play as the indians in 2021 and the decision could uh be as soon as this week or next offseason so thanks for that timeline paul dolan (laughs) um yeah i mean giving us a lot to work with here
1: so Let's first start off with a relief for you, I'm sure, that they're not going to be the baseball
0: team. Um, I actually didn't hate the idea of, of Cleveland Baseball Club. I didn't hate it.
1: <laughs> See, it's, it's, it's weird, because the more I say it in, like to myself, I'm like, eh, I mean, we have the Washington football team now, so it just, it becomes one of those things that just, it's buried in your subconscious, like, that's what it is now, but I just... I feel it's weird to me still. It's like it's a weird thing. Like I feel like you need like a mascot, or, or you have to have some type. Well, of... Well, we market.
0: already have a mascot that doesn't make sense in Slider.
1: No, well, I mean, you, your other mascot got canceled. That's fair. Very, very early on. Um, so, rest in peace to Chief Wahoo. Um, but you know, I, I think this is this is one of those moves that it, it perplexes me because Cleveland is one of the oldest franchises. Yep. In, in baseball um and i'm getting fucking sick of cancel culture i i, I really am it's, it's like who like who is the one calling or who are the, the groups calling for this fucking thing to be canceled like is it actual native americans because if someone from like a, a leading native american group or community were to come out and say this is offending me then sure, you know what, fuck it, let's, let's look into it. But if it's just coming from fucking assholes and snowflakes that are, you know, oh, this, this is insensitive, like, if it's not affecting you personally, then I don't give a shit. And, and I think when you fuck with history like this, one, one of the oldest standing teams still in the league, it's a, it's a bad look.
0: So um, a, a lot of what I've seen came from interest groups of Native Americans.
1: Okay, so then we should change the name.
0: Yeah, and and so that's kind of where I'm seeing it. Like, it started with Native American groups, and then picked up a heck of a lot of steam when cancel culture became a thing. But like every home opener, as far as I can remember, has had a small protest in front of it uh, mm. from Native American people. So, I, I'm I'm in the camp of. Are they playing baseball in Cleveland? Sick. I'll root for them. The the name could be the Steamers, and I'll be cool with it.
1: I was going to say, you know what? It's not a bad idea right now to get some funds together and start getting the trademarks to those names, Um, similar to what they did with Washington, because that's why they couldn't change their name, because someone was smart enough to trademark everything uh, that they were potentially looking at. So the Steamers could potentially be a name that the Cleveland Baseball Club would go with.
0: So when... Uh, Speaking of that idea, when the uh, Oakland Raiders were even rumored to be moving to Vegas, I went in and I tried to find every Twitter handle that could have potentially been like lv raiders nfl lv raiders nfl vegas i I went in and tried to get them all and then i realized that the raiders handle was just at raiders so they wouldn't have been able so it wouldn't have mattered
1: (laughs) see they're smart they're ahead of the
0: game they knew they were moving
1: for a long time
0: (laughs) (laughs) um but okay let's talk name changes uh the indians are i'm sorry the cleveland baseball team is no, no, no. It's they're still the Indians. They are still, it's, it's still the Indians. They're
1: still the Indians until it officially changes. But we don't want to get down that slippery slope because again, cancel culture. Who knows what's next? Are we going to change the fucking Reds or the Braves or wh- whatever other team is considered insensitive now?
0: Well, so so, the, so very little known fact in history. And shout out to to Senor Sub who who would tell me this fact every time he came up to my desk in high school. Um. Did you know the Cincinnati Reds changed their name during the Red Scare in the 70s?
1: No, I did not.
0: They were the Red Legs for three years.
1: Oh, that's not like a drastic change.
0: No, but... It just,
1: th- just added legs. <laughs> it's, got, it's got some legs to it. It had some legs to it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All Ugh. right, so, so according to Cleveland.com, and this is uh, as of the 15th, here are their Uh, Let's see, top five suggestions of names. Spiders, Buckeyes, Guardians, Defenders, or Rockers. So, let me just break down those. I don't know where where Defenders comes from. Um, But Spiders was the original name of the organization. Buckeyes was, to tie into a later story, a Negro League team that played in the area. The Cleveland Buckeyes. Guardians. Cleveland has, uh, it's called the Guardian Bridge. There's two, uh, statues that that kind of, uh, what's the word? guard the bridge for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, it's said to guard travelers, and then Rockers, the the city of rock and roll, um, got the rock and roll Hall of Fame here. So I don't know where Defenders comes from, um, but that those are that's Cleveland.com's top five suggestions.
1: Maybe the Defenders is a sneaky way to you know subliminally just implant that we're defending our right to
0: change our name you do have to fight for your right to party as they say
1: yeah so i kind of i like the rockers i think you pay homage to that um that's my favorite the spiders obviously if they have ties to it already not a bad idea to go back kind of flip the script that way i don't like the defenders i think it's a stupid name um and the guardians like i don't know like i hear guardians i think
0: of the Galaxy.
1: Yeah, like, I, f- I feel like fucking Groot's going to be throwing out the first pitch. <laughs> but if you are the Rockers, John Rocker should throw out the first pitch.
0: Mm, not a bad move. Um, according to Odds Shark, here's the, the the Naps, which was also a former name of the Indians. Uh, that's plus 150. Spiders are plus 200. Guardians are plus 300. The wild things in homage to Major League is plus five hundred. Buckeyes are plus six hundred. Rocks slash rockers is plus seven fifty. If you're a betting man, um, to me, I would prefer to go spiders. I think spiders is like it's it's an homage to the the team that was here between eighteen eighty seven and eighteen ninety nine. Guardians, I actually wouldn't hate, but you do kind of run. Your issue of Guardians of the Galaxy, you have Marvel, um, but the, the statue... But again, it's it's over the Guardians of Traffic. Um, I the, the Cleveland Rockers were already a thing in the WNBA from 1997 until 2003. The Cleveland Rockers have already been a name, but I just don't... I don't like the idea of... Everything everything doesn't have to tie back to rock and roll in Cleveland.
1: Yeah, but it's one of the, like, you know, shouldn't it? Because I think that's a, a pretty cool, you know, claim to fame for that city. I okay, mean,
0: but but the Country Music Hall of Fame's in Nashville. That's true. But then again, Nashville,
1: they kind of missed the mark by naming their fucking football team the Titans.
0: And then you add, well, it's Memphis. Um, they don't, yeah, I guess the Titans... Um, the Grizzlies were transplanted from Vancouver, so, like... And then I'm trying to think of the... the oh, well, I guess the... The Predators? The, the Predators, and then the, the minor league baseball teams, the Nashville Sounds. Yeah, but, I mean, when I
1: look at it, like, the Sounds make sense, but, like, the pre- the Predators is a weird n- name for me. Like, I don't know why you want to change your team name to that. I, I oh, think of, like, hang the- on.
0: Big brain. Big brain here. It's going to be Naps. It's going to be the Cleveland Naps. Because... The nickname is a playoff of Nap Lajouet, who is one of the, the Cleveland baseball team's first star. He was so popular, with the Indians used to be called the Cleveland Napoleons, uh, and then Naps for short. This is a great choice. Naps is a fun name fans can get behind. It honors one of the team's great stars. I believe that Nap Lajouet had Native American blood.
1: Okay. So that's actually – that's a good way to honor it then. Yeah. You know, you, you're still, you're still Never mind.
0: He was nicknamed the Frenchman. Um. French Indian, <laughs> right? <laughs> who am I thinking – oh, I'm thinking of Sokolakis, who was uh, name or who was Chief Wahoo's uh, name – or image sake, essentially. Mm. Um, But, yeah, so I take back my big brain take on the Cleveland Naps – I like the spiders. I think I think it's gonna be the spiders or the Guardians. I don't hate the Guardians at all.
1: I like the spiders. I like anything that pays, you know, that gives tribute to the actual team's history, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I would rather do that. I don't think it's a smart move to you know totally go forward with a brand new name that you know doesn't tie to Cleveland's history in, uh, as a baseball organization at least. So I like the spiders for that reason. Um, also, spiders are, you know, that's a big fear of a lot of people. They're arachnophobic. True. So, if
0: you're if you're going for the the intimidation factor,
1: that's yeah, that's a big one. Um, dude, uh, the Jumbotron if they could show that scene from Harry Potter when Ron Weasley is about to shit his pants when he sees that giant spider. Oh, I, thought you're gonna this, I thought you were going
0: to say I thought you were going to say the scene from Spider Man where. The, well, that's, Ma-
1: that's I mean that's a given. You're going to have. Where
0: to. Toby Maguire gets bit. Ooh.
1: Dude, they could do some. They could do some things. <laughs> it's got eight legs to it. <laughs> it's got eight red <laughs> legs to it. <laughs> okay, that's. I think we're
0: landing on the spiders. I think so. We're, we're a spiders podcast now. <laughs> this is a spider Stan account.
1: <laughs> oh my god!
0: All right, um, Commissioner Manfred finally does something right, and he designates. The Negro Leagues as a, quote, major league. He says, in in part of a statement, all of us who love baseball have long known that the Negro Leagues produced many of our game's best players, innovations, and triumphs against a backdrop of injustice. We are now grateful to count the players of the Negro Leagues where they belong as major leaguers within the official historical record. So, my question to you that was now or that was brought up by a member of our college football uh, podcast, Jesse. Does this shake the record book entirely?
1: Um, that's like, he kind of asked me on the spot last night, and I didn't have an answer, and I, I, I was thinking about it, and I, I don't think it does. And it's not to say that these numbers don't mean anything. Um, I think marking them as Major League Talent after the fact is fine. I think they deserve that. And, you know, there's progress that's been made. But it's tough for me to compare some of these numbers. Like, if I'm looking at Pop Lloyd or Cool Papa Bell, great fucking names. um, Great
0: fucking names. Or,
1: like, Josh Gibson. Like, do I stack them next to, like, Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth and, and Hank Aaron and all these other guys that played in a totally different competitive, you know, spot? Um, the competition's a lot different in the Major Leagues than it was in the Negro Leagues. And that's not to say that the Negro Leagues had subpar talent. They didn't, clearly. They had some good, big names, but they didn't play the same teams or the same talent that the Major League players played. So I don't think you can retroactively go back and say, yeah, this guy is better than Mickey Mantle or this guy would have done this because you just don't know. We don't have that data. We don't have that historical data you know, way to time travel back and put these players in different situations. So for me, it does not, it doesn't muddy the waters any more mm-hmm. than it should. It just, it's a nice way to pay tribute to the Negro leagues. It's the right thing to do, um, but it, it you shouldn't be forced to have to put them in the same category now as the legends that played in the major, major leagues at that time.
0: Agreed. Uh, agreed in part. And I think here's the, here's the interesting thing about it. Um, only confirmed stats will be counted. And so only Negro League stats from league games between 1920 and 1948 will be taken into account. This eliminates a lot of the tall tales, such as Josh Gibson's 800 home runs, uh, slashing his total to only a confirmed 238. Mm -hmm. Um, So now that can conceivably be folded into MLB's all-time leaderboard, alongside identical totals of Earl Averill, Ray Lankford, and J.D. Martinez. Um, however, when you look at batting average, uh, or le- I'm sorry, uh, this is according to the article on MLB.com from Anthony Kastrovitz. Less clear at this stage, uh, I lost my place. Less clear at this stage, pending the discussions between MLB and Elias, is how rate statistics such as batting average or slugging percentage will be classified. For instance, Josh Gibson hit 3- 365, Judd Wilson hit 359. Uh, Turkey Stearns hit 348. They all had at least 3,000 career plate appearances and batting average that would rank them in the top 10 all time according to Seamheads database. Their inclusion on the particular list would push the likes of Ted Williams and Babe Ruth outside of the top 10, should they be included on rate statistics.
1: It's interesting. It's again, I just go back to the competition they were playing, um, and and once it. Once the MLB and the Elias Sports Bureau can go through all the statistics, try to figure out, okay, where does this fit in? Because the whole point of this is to keep them together now. We don't want to separate them because it's like, okay, so it was good in theory, but you're basically just segregating the two leagues again uh, based on stats. And And I understand that, and it sounds like I'm talking out both
0: sides of my ass, but... My, my I think point, the MLB kind of is.
1: Yeah, and, and I think my point is, let's see what the Elias Sports Bureau and MLB can get when they go through and dig through all the stats because it's something that you and I can't do on one podcast because it would take us for fucking ever. Um, but let's see what they come back with. And if they deem that some – stat. and the other problem is the 20s, 30s, and 40s, when they were covering the New Leagues, we don't – like because it didn't get the coverage MLB did, right? So yeah.
0: So, so the way I'm so the way it looks to me right now from this brief caster events article um, that the reason 48 is that 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 benchmark is because Jackie Robinson debuted in 47 so in theory after 9 or er, starting in 1949 they could there's there was a more widespread of African-american players in um, in major League Baseball. Mhm. So guys like uh Hank Aaron who played in the Negro Leagues after 1948, those home runs will not be counted towards his career total. However, Willie Mays will see his hit total and career batting average ever so slightly increase due to time with the Birmingham Barons in 1948. So that's an interesting little little uh tidbit there.
1: Yeah, that is kind of interesting like I just feel like it's lacking some consistency now.
0: Like yeah, I would agree.
1: I think they need to – the announcement's good. I think the the move was made in good faith. Now it's up to them to try to figure out how to make this less convoluted and more consistent. Um, I, I can't believe I'm going to say it, but I'll trust MLB
0: to figure this one out. Um, which I won't. I'm not going to try and <laughs> figure it out but I'm not going to trust them to figure it out
1: Well, they're the only ones that are going to be able to at this point because they're the That's ones that fair. made this fucking decision, so it's it's up to them to figure it out. I know they'll have third parties come in and this is a wet dream for you know Billy Bean probably going through all these numbers So um, I'm sure they will come back at some point it's, I'm, I don't think this is top of mind right now. They, they're still trying to figure out if they're going to be playing a full season next year, so Um, if and when this comes to pass in the next couple years and we can see the numbers for ourselves and we can come back and react to it. I think that would be fun, though.
0: That was a great segue. Um, You mentioned not being able to play a full season next year. MLB announced, or I'm sorry, they don't announce, but it's speculated that they could delay the season potentially into May if they cannot get the vaccine to players by April. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on this? Because to me, my first question is how many games? at that point. So you let's say you start on May, 1st. If you start on Are May you first. Are you still looking at one sixty two?
1: No. I mean I think you're looking at around hundred and twenty to one hundred and thirty at that point. Um it doesn't so for me it's it's not about the games being lost. It's about the reason hanging it up, right? It's um you know it again, I'm not a doctor. I just play one on T V. But uh
0: <laughs> but you stayed at Holiday Inn Express last night.
1: Yes. Um, I, I'm i just I'm concerned where we're going with this right now with the vaccine and what the expectations are. And what everyone is kind of perplexed about is how many people are going to be taking the vaccine, right, when it's widely spread and distributed. Um, frontline workers, those who are obviously taking care of COVID patients, I get it. They're going to get it first. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't like this idea that it's a mandate that you have to take it yeah that's strange to me i don't like that it's and it's not because i think they're fucking chipping us or bill gates is trying to control the population i don't i'm not a conspiracy theorist in that way i just don't like the common sense aspect to it where you have to take this like every player needs to take this before they step foot on the field i don't like that because like i personally am not going to take this fucking vaccine i don't get a flu shot every year i'm pretty much fine um for the most part let me knock on wood real quick. But <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, that's my choice. That's, that's my comfort level. I don't want someone telling, I don't want a fucking politician or bureaucrat telling me fucking take this thing. It's going to help you when I don't want to. Right? And I think players should have the same rights. I don't think MLB should be forcing them to get the vaccine because at some point enough people are going to voluntarily take this thing and it's going to become similar to the flu shot where it doesn't build herd immunity in the sense that you can never get it. But it becomes more manageable. And if you do get it, God forbid, it's easier to treat. It's it's not one of those things where it's going to be a pandemic that, that rolls through for the next 100 years. So I don't like the idea that you're forcing your players to take it. If they lost a lot of revenue last year, <clears throat> starting so late. You would think it would be in their best interest to try to get on the field as early as possible. So that's where I stand with it. I think losing the games is not what... what worries me because I'm, I'm just a fan but the reason why they're looking into losing potentially 30 to whatever how many games is more frustrating for me because I think they're they're setting themselves up and we're going down a very very tricky path and I don't know if we can come back from it
0: yeah and like I get it in terms of of, of like you know you can't send a kid to school without him getting a flu or without a you know the, the meningitis you know what I mean mm-hmm <clears throat> But is is this a slippery slope? You know what I mean. Um, I don't know where exactly I stand on on the vaccine right now, because again, I'm not in the sense like you. I'm not saying they're trying to chip us, but like I do want this the the kinks to be worked out of this thing Mm -hmm. before they, um, you know, before I get it. But. I don't know. It's, it's it's a it's a fluid situation.
1: Yeah, it's we'll see where it goes. I just you're right. I I don't want to take something that is brand new, hasn't really. I mean, it, it's obviously been tested. It had to go through trials and everything. But um, I don't know what the efficacy of it is. Like I I don't really care to take anything without knowing too much about it. It's not to say like I'm a fucking anti-vaxxer. I just I just don't. I don't find it super important. I'd rather just let my body kind of fight it as is. So that's kind of how I've lived my life through so far. So yeah. it's been okay for me. Um but if you're if your comfort level is taking the vaccine, then by all means do it. It is going to be available uh by spring, late spring in 2021 and it just it's unfortunate that it kind of lands with the beginning of baseball season. So I understand that they're, they're, they're going to be the sport most impacted by this for the start
0: of 2021. I just, I hate that we're going to get another shortened season.
1: That's, yeah, it pisses me off. Um, I would like to have 162 games or, you know, if they're going to do it. The problem is the domino effect after. if you're gonna I was going to throw... say,
0: so, so what happens when we do, let's say, I'm going to throw out 120, let's mm-hmm. say, and people love it. Like, we love, like, there was the people that loved 60, and that was, that's not repeatable. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, is. there is gonna be a crowd of people that hated 60 that will love 120, yeah, I mean, if
1: it's, you're just doubling the season from that standpoint, and the problem with that is though, when you have a, you know, it's 162 game season is the norm, um, because you're you're catering to your fans. Like, what, I I think that's what MLB is at risk of leaving out. Uh, you're catering to your fans when you give us a full season. It's mm-hmm. all of these you know slapdicks and assholes that aren't really familiar with the game. Don't give a shit more than just, you know, fantasy purposes or whatever, that like to shorten the season because it felt faster to them. Like, that's not your target demographic. And I think that's important to remember. It's like for the people like you and me, and our parents and our friends that actually invest time into watching the sport and following it, we like having those long seasons. Like that interests us. Like, I don't want it taken away from me to cater to a fair weather fan or a fair weather demographic that just kind of tunes in to tune in because yep. it feels like it's a shortened season so they can get back to what they're doing or get back to following football and basketball and hockey, or whatever. Um, don't lose sight of what got you there. And that's the real fans. And that's why when you shorten seasons like this, and I understand there's extenuating circumstances, but when you shorten seasons, how do you you're right. How do you come back from it? Because if there's enough demand there, from Fairweather fans that say, this is awesome, but then you alienate the people that actually like your sport the
0: most, it's a slippery slope. Dance with the one that brought you. Mm-hmm. All right, last story of the day, shorter episode today. Um, Hunter Renfro going to the ba- er, going to the Red Sox, as I type in baseball reference. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's going to the baseball
0: reference. Um, He's going to the baseball reference. Uh, he was, he, I mean, Renfro a a four-year yeah a four-year stint with San Diego before playing the shortened 2020 season with the Tampa Bay Rays he hit a buck 56 and hit eight homers last year um obviously career lows in both of those numbers how do you see him fitting in in Boston
1: I think he's actually a good fit in Boston uh this was a good signing by the Red Sox and a good decision by the Rays not to bring him back um so this has actually worked out for both teams. But I think he's good. He <clears throat> should be able to take advantage of the monster. He has power. We know that. He had a down year in 2020, but then a lot of people did as well. It's They just couldn't get into a rhythm. Again, don't shorten the fucking season. Let your hitters play. Um, I like this signing for them. It's savvy. They're banking on him having a bounce-back campaign. I think the problem with Boston in that landing spot is that there's not enough talent around him still. Uh, because they are rebuilding. But, you know... Then again, Tampa wasn't exactly stacked as a powerhouse lineup as well. So who knows? Maybe this is a better situation for him. It'll have better dimensions that field with the Green Monster in place. A lot of doubles off the wall there. Um, They still have some talent in in that lineup. I just don't think he's going to get as much protection there as he would have had he stayed in Tampa or had he went to a different spot. But I like the spot for the Red Sox taking a gamble because he's still young too. You know, technically speaking, he's not a, a prospect anymore, but he's still young enough where he can give you some years. If you like what you see, you can lock him up on a cheaper contract than going to spend a shit ton of money on, uh, you know, an elite starter.
0: Going into his age twenty nine season, realistically, when you look at him, how uh, so? His career high in home runs was thirty three. That was in the last full season we played in twenty nineteen. How big of a boost do you see that coming to in twenty one? with those dimensions
1: i think it's going to be more just because in 2019 he was playing in unfavorable dimensions at petco park mostly so
0: you think he can get 40 he can hit
1: 40 yeah for sure because the the ballparks in the al east are, are small by design uh aside from the roger That's true, I, guess, sign, I guess
0: i i i I've, I've been looking at this with the monster i guess i i didn't think that, i i forgot about the sandbox in fucking yankee stadium um Camden yards Camden Yards can be hit or favorable.
1: Roger Center is really the only one that would offer some resistance there. Yeah. But they might not even play in Canada. because Yeah, of... and,
0: and, and at most you're going to play there six t- or, uh, nine times next year.
1: Yeah, so I think this is a better spot for him just in terms of power and production that the Red Sox can probably expect because there are a couple band boxes there. Um, Yankee Stadium, obviously Camden Yards you talked about. He's familiar now with Tampa and the Trop um and then you know Fenway Park obviously he's familiar there too because he had to play um last year at at Fenway so he knows the ALE's landscape now he's been there so I think this is a good move for him just to be he's familiar now to some degree but you know again it's it's a gamble he only hit what 156 last year
0: yeah buck 56 yeah so you
1: should you should expect that to improve with a full season in regular playing time because that's another problem with the race too they didn't exactly have opportunity for everyone because that team was so crowded it was just next man up and shuffling the lineup here and there, so it makes you wonder if now that he has more consistent playing time, maybe he'll he'll do better.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a, definitely a big thing there. Um, I, I I don't know. I think uh, this is going to be a slow off season, and we might we might have to break out the chamber.
1: Could have to break out the chamber soon. Um, in that case, we might have to call El Jefe up. And get a third oh. mic for those.
0: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The return. The return. <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to uh you'll have to to, to stay tuned for that one, because uh, I can't wait to see if if he'll come back on and do some do some elimination chamber with us. That'll be fun. Um until next time. He's seven. I'm Tommy. Short episode today. We'll be better next week. Later. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can a web, any size, catches seeds just like flies, look out, here comes the Spider-Man. Is he strong? Listen bud, he's got radioactive blood, can he swing from a thread, take a look, overhead, hey there, there goes the Spider-Man. In the chill of night, at the scene of a crime, like a streak of night, he arrives just in time. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Welcome faith, he's ignored. Action is his reward to him. Life is a great big pain. Wherever there's a pain, you will find a Spider-Man.